This podcast contains adult language and mature themes, which may not be suitable for all listeners. So listen at your own fucking risk. Welcome to Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy. And I'm Addie. And you're listening to Series 4, Episode 4, A Friendly Face. And let's start it off with some announcements. Uh, and our first announcement is the winner of our drawing for playing a game with the cast of Essential NPCs. Congratulations. Lance Tankman! Lance Tankman! You are the very lucky winner. We will be reaching out to you to schedule a game with us and some of your favorite cast members. Um, Just uh, try to think of what uh, system you'd like to play with us. Yeah, because uh, it's your choice, as long as we, you know, know it. We have to know how to play it. (laughs) (laughs) Small limitation. Lance uh, was entered into our raffle um, because he is one of our Patreon supporters. Patreon! Um, And if you would like to get in on the next raffle, go to patreon.com slash essential NPCs and support us. We've got a bunch of different reward levels um, of all shapes and sizes. So go do that. Something for everyone. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it helps a lot uh, being, uh, uh, I'd like to personally thank all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, It's, it's, the podcast would not be able to survive without, uh, without the contributions from you guys. So thank you again. And the only other announcement we we have is the one that we always have, which is we are available to contact on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Patreon and our email, which is EssentialNPCsPodcast at gmail.com. We love the back and forth. And actually, um, in our back and forth, you may just inspire us to talk uh, about something on Words with the GM, which is what's happened today. <gasps> So we're going to roll right in to Words with the GM. Hello. For Series 4, Episode 3, Into the Woods. So, GM. Hello. So we had a conversation with one of our listeners uh, earlier this week about how they agreed that Team Adams should have been left in the dust. Yeah, uh, that that led to a nice little, uh, nice little conversation um, about whether that was, uh, you know, morally right or wrong to do, which honestly is the whole reason I put that decision in there in the first place. Uh, I get a kick out of um, creating scenarios, or in this instance, an entire campaign where the uh, player characters have to uh, deal with the weight of the morality in their decisions. Uh, Because in my opinion, and it's not a terrible thing, but in my opinion... (laughs) um, in most RPGs, that doesn't happen very often. Uh, players tend to uh, not attribute a lot of value to the uh, lives of the NPCs. Um, this leads to the kind of like trope of like you know murder hobo like PCs just running around these you know uh, uh, sociopathic adventurers who just like care about killing and looting uh, and in games like that the uh, NBCs are a little more than like uh, an entertaining resource to be exploited to find more loot and more things to kill and if 
they can't point you in that direction. Maybe you just kill them and then take their loot. Um, and uh, I like I like having those moments where where uh, player characters have to actually think about whether or not they're comfortable letting someone die, especially in this instance for a competition. There's been other times where you've put us in a moral quandary and we haven't done sort of the right thing. If you if you guys who've listened to Shadowrun, going back to the the episode four with the ghouls um and the and the boy who was who was dying we wanted to go and save him because it was the right thing to do, but we had to think about the greater good. And if we didn't stop what was really going on, then everybody loses. Everybody in that neighborhood loses. And so, um, you know, those impossible emotional situations that seem to just crop up all over the place when you're running things. <laughs> yeah. I would say that the that the Tefra situation is a much less emotionally like traumatizing and powerful moment. I mean, because you don't know the exact danger that Team Adams is in. They might just be captured and not like about to die. <laughs> yeah, but that's also sort of, I feel like, indicated by the setting in and of itself, um, where Shadowrun is like dark and gritty and Tefra is a lot more... Um, Whimsical and fun. Okay, I was going <laughs> to say pulpy, but yeah. <laughs> Back to, I suppose. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's lighter fare, um, or can be. But all in all, I enjoy it. It makes for a dynamic playing experience when all of a sudden you're like, wait, what does my character yeah. really What think? do you feel? Are you ready to have that weight on your shoulders? Think about that for a second, PCs, while I sit behind the screen and smile. <laughs> Besides being made to think about whether or not you wanted to, you know, let a potentially innocent woman, elf, and 14-year-old child die, uh... <laughs> Did you enjoy the episode? What was your favorite part? I actually had one of the like best RP experiences I've had maybe ever. Aww. Um, uh, uh, when uh, Grendelfug started like humming and then it was like, are you going to be all right? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, ah! and I like if I hadn't been sitting in the room and we were doing the podcast, I would have cried probably. <laughs> Them feel good moments. Yeah, it was really good. I was, um, it's rare that you feel like that emotionally like tied to, uh, to somebody you just meet. And it's funny because Grundlefuck is definitely an essential NPC, but he's so different in this iteration. Yeah, yeah. And seeing him so different and knowing sort of like what he is in other iterations, it was like so sad. And then it was a little happier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a fun little twist on the uh, on the Grundlefug essential NPC, and uh, a nice emotionally charged moment. I guess that's what I live for as a GM is is trying to make the you know it doesn't always have to be sad. It doesn't always have to be like tearfully happy. But I like to like invoke emotions whenever possible uh, while telling the story. Um, and so I'm glad I'm, I'm so glad that that uh, that 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 was that that was touching to you. Yep, definitely my favorite moment, maybe of the podcast. Aw, whatever. So don't uh, don't get too, don't make your head too big. I'm the best GM ever. <laughs> um, so what about you? What was your favorite moment? Uh, my favorite moment actually uh, involved um, Bartholo. <laughs> Uh, and that was uh, in the moments where uh, the, there were a couple of them where he was very confused about what you guys were doing. 
Like he started off and he's like, Oh, how did you come into my, into my forest? And, and you're like, Oh, we're in a race. And the people we're competing against threw us off of an airship. So, you know, we're a little behind. And he's like, what? <laughs> how, that's, uh, that seems like a lot to do for a race. And, uh, just like that, the couple moments where you guys seemed like very, very calm about the fact that like you were like in a life or death situation because some people you were in a race against, like put you in that position. <laughs> he's like, strange world. <laughs> <laughs> like you just cannot comprehend like what, what what are you doing for your people what how are you providing <laughs> what what to what end like he's very utilitarian uh in that he thinks like you know well, well, but what purpose are you serving uh and it's like nah just the the thrill of adventure and it's like oh okay you guys are weird <laughs> um but he's still like he you know he's, he's not super judgmental just confused <laughs> Uh, so those those moments were fun because uh, I didn't actually anticipate them. They were just like the genuine reactions when I was like, Bartholo would not like understand the the mentality that leads someone to join the Atroposian circuit. <laughs> yeah, Bartholo was definitely like a, a nice little shot of reality uh, in our very weird and heightened world that we're experiencing at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's... Riding on the back of a tongueless, like deranged, you know, massive elf. So I don't know how normal he is either. <laughs> well, his words were. I guess. <laughs> um, but that's a uh, that's enough uh, that's enough chatter before the episode begins. Uh, we should jump right into it. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to series four, episode four, a friendly face. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Barnabas Gunsby, famous big game hunter and adventurer. I come from common birth, but I've used my skills to make a name for myself. I often go on expeditions to explore the world and its many lost secrets, to tame once wild lands and lay my eyes on wonders few have seen. I've written books of my exploits to help fund my adventures and while the books have brought me wealth and fame, many believe them to be fiction. It's cast a sad shadow over my once great career. But I have been selected to participate in the great Atroposian circuit, where I shall prove to the world that Barnabas Gunsby is a true legend of adventure. Hello, I'm Talia Nazari. It's true, I am Varishta royalty, and that's all well and good, but ruling is certainly not my true passion, but a duty I fulfil nonetheless. You see, I'm first an inventor and engineer. Self-taught, but I'm very good, a natural. And I suppose that natural talent has only been helped along by a lot of time spent in solitude. But you should see all the sorts of things I've made, mostly through trial and error. I am certainly not afraid to jump in and get my hands dirty when needed. As fate would have it, being an inventor led me straight into what I believe will be one of the most interesting times of my life. Mr. Cornelius Jollypot has asked me to join his team for that great Atroposian circuit. Can you imagine? Of course I said yes, only bolstered by the fact that one of my teammates is Mr. Barnabas Gunsby, my favourite author. We're sure to have a fantastic time and perhaps even have the chance to win. I can't wait to leave Dalvozi and see the world with my amazing and talented teammates by my side. It's all so very exciting! 
I'm Ezekiel Quaglin, gnome pilot extraordinaire, but my friends call me Zeke. I grew up in Paldoris before the hurricane wars. When the Aedin attacked, I joined the military to do my part in defense of my people. When it came time to return home, we realized that in winning the war, Paldoris had become an uninhabitable wasteland. The Infernal Church of Jinzi swooped in to save the day with their city-sized storm ships. This spelled salvation for many of my people, and though I was never particularly religious, I was happy to accept the church's appointment as pilot of Jinzi's Hammer. I flew the city for several years, but I never really enjoyed living on that mechanical monstrosity. When the Evanglesian Civil War broke out, I quickly volunteered for the Jinzi Corps to lend aid to the militarists. Though we lost, I earned admission to the High Flyers, and after the war, used my connections there to become a commercial pilot. It's not glamorous or exciting work, and it barely pays the bills, but it let me fly the skies. When Jollypot offered me a spot on his Atroposian circuit team, I was happy to accept in hopes of retiring to a life of luxury. I mean, even if we don't win, at least it won't be boring. The last time we left Team Jollypot, they had begun the Atroposian circuit by jumping on an airship leaving from the city of Bale to Dayan. Uh, also on that airship were the Rose Petal Sisters of Team Cups. And uh, the Rose Petal Sisters, through some underhandedness, uh, knocked out Team Jollypot and cast them overboard uh, with some parachutes so they didn't die. Team Jollypot woke up in the middle of the Davosian forest, no idea where they were, um, and uh, stumbled upon an elf who uh, seemed feral in his behavior and uh, was missing his tongue and did not seem to like anybody but Zeke. Uh, in fact, he grabbed Zeke and ran away with him to rescue him from uh, Talia and Barnabas, um, leading them to a small, secluded, gnomish village uh, run by a uh, old elderly gnome named Bartholomew who introduced his elf friend as Grundlefug. Um, and uh, while talking to Bartholo, uh, the team learned that the bandits that attacked the airship uh, they were taking um, had a camp set nearby with uh, an airship that maybe they could steal and continue on their race. So they uh, went and investigated said bandit camp and found Team Adams was being held captive there. Team Jollypot decided, uh, after a little bit of uh, bickering, that they would rescue Team Adams and uh, all six of them, plus Gerald, would uh, escape on the Barn Swallow, the uh, airship that belongs to Team Adams. You three are now on the Barn Swallow, having escaped uh, the bandit camp. You are making extremely good time on your way to Dan. Uh, with Zeke at the helm, uh, Hannah does remark that it seems like this ship is going just a little bit faster. <laughs> uh, when we last left, you guys could see the ivory towers of Dayan poking over the canopy of the forest off uh, in the distant horizon. Um, and as the sun begins to uh, set, um, you guys uh, are approaching uh, and are due to land. Hannah goes, all right, well, um, I guess uh, I got to land on the ground level since I'm, you know, not a Farishta. Uh, so we'll go ahead and uh, just take her down here. Nice and easy, Zeke. 
do we know where the check-in point is for... Um, so in with the map uh, that Jollypot gave you, it also has like instructions at each checkpoint where to go. Um, so you uh, you guys look into that little, uh, that little folder. Uh, it has the map uh, with the different checkpoints. And it also says, you know, uh, day on checkpoint, uh, day society level, ask for Duncanfurter. Uh, Talia, if we flash your family crest, can we get in there? To the day society? No, but perhaps the night society, yes. And that's closer than just landing on the ground, yeah? Yes, and yes. Let's do that. So, uh, Hattie goes, all right, uh, where's the night society port? Um, just, just above the treetop canopy, just there. Actually, you can see it. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. There's like one other ship that's like, you know, undocking from there. It's like a, basically a thicker part of the ivory tower. These towers go up pretty high over the canopy. And there's like a basically like a, an exposed platform that like you can dock next to and get off of. All right. I will uh, dock there. If I'm remembering right, this is about when the airship we were originally on was supposed to be docking. Uh, yeah, just a little after. Yeah. Do I see that airship? No, you don't. So we maybe beat them here? Maybe. Maybe not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I land at the Night Society level. All right. <laughs> I shall disembark first, I think, unless anyone would like otherwise. No, you should probably talk to these guys. I'm finishing up modifications to my rifle. She's not been behaving as well as I'd like here lately. Yeah, Lucius is sitting there, like being like, "Well, I mean, you can use this coupler. It's you know just like the eighteenth one I have. It's not that important, and you can make a scope out of it, I guess." Ah, <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, no problem. I have a lot of scraps. <laughs> Hannah parks it and she goes, "Yeah, we're not checking in yet. Actually, if you guys can go ahead and not tell anyone that we uh, dropped you off, that'd be great." Sure. That's all right. Uh, we appreciate the ride. Yeah, well, we appreciate you guys saving us from captivity. That was very useful. Good luck. Good luck to you and the rest of the race. Assuming you're competing. Uh, Hannah grins and goes, I can catch up if I feel like it. <laughs> <laughs> Take care now. So I've um, started sort of buffing Gerald a little bit yep. <laughs> to make him a little shinier. And then also I'm like muttering under my breath like, hello, mommy. Hello. Yes. Oh, no. Very well. I'm in the Anthroposian circuit. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, I I'm so glad that you're proud of me. This is excellent. Yes, thank uh, you. <laughs> Talia, we're disembarking. Are you going to... Uh... Yes, I'm going. Have a good... Yes. Thank you again. <sighs> <laughs> Try not to die. I compose myself. Likewise. <laughs> Come on, Gerald. As soon as you guys get off, they... <laughs> peel out, and uh, you see the first is, like, looking at it like... Huh. <laughs> <laughs> like... It's a crude aircraft. Uh, and someone uh, comes uh, walking up. He's wearing long flowing robes and a very tall, weird, sh weirdly shaped hat. And he's like, hello. Hello. And you are? Virtue Talia Nazari. Ah, uh, Virtue Nazari. Pleasure to have you here. And he bows, looking like not pleasured at all. Right. Uh, and he goes, and your companions? And he looks at... Zeke and Barnabas and Gerald with a little bit of disdain. Barnabas Gunsby, pleasure to meet you. Do you reach your hand out? I reach my hand out. He goes, charmed, and does not shake your hand. 
He keeps his hand, his fingers interlocked in front of him the Oops. whole time. I'm Zeke. <laughs> mm. Virtue Nazari, milady. I'm to understand you're uh, a part of the Atroposian circuit, yes? I, I am, yes. All right. There is a very limited access elevator leading straight towards the representative of the court elite up in the Day Society. I don't believe I need to tell you about the rules of the Day Society, do I? No. Yes, very limited access. You are to only go to the room that your representative is in, and then you will return to the elevator, and, due to your standings as the virtue of Sunspire, you may stay here in the Night Society with your friends. Also, just as a point, I've taken the wings off, and they're, like, in my pack. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. (laughs) Thank you. I, I expect you will assume full responsibility if anything goes amiss up in the day society. It's a very delicate situation. I, for one, question the Divine Nine's uh, judgment, allowing the court delete to uh, have one of the representatives in such a restricted area. But they do like to feel like they have standing here. Ah, yes. And it is your position to judge them then? No, of course. I speak out of turn, milady. And he bows again. (laughs) Excellent. I believe you have other things to do. Of course. You know your way, then? I do. It's the Southern Ascension lift, milady. Thank you. Of course. You're dismissed. Yes, thank you very much. And he bows again. You're welcome for my time. And he walks off. (laughs) That guy seems like a dick. Yes, most people here are not quite kind. I said that when he, like, turned around. <laughs> he keeps walking. No, I, I didn't say, I didn't respond to him then if he was within earshot for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, come along. Let's go up the tower. Uh, yeah, so you enter is in. This, a, is this my tower? The Oh, you think, uh, like, as far as the day society goes? Yes. No, uh, this this tower is not where your birth family is from. Right. Um, they're from the main tower. This is one of the side towers. Oh, that makes sense. Um, and right. uh, it's still got like a day society like level uh, on like the upper like parts of it. Um, you walk in, it's lavish in here. Everything is made out of this beautiful white marble and like it's all marble, ivory. Everything is pristine. Like the sun is shining beautifully through these like nice windows, like lighting everything up. Uh, and, um, you guys walk through, uh, this area is actually like relatively like abandoned for like, like they don't have that many people around. Like occasionally you see someone like scurrying from one hallway to the next to like to go down some stairs or go down in a, one of the lifts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you go towards the uh, the southern uh, ascension lift and uh, you walk up and it uh, you, you can walk right in. It just kind of is like this floating marble slab. Sure. I've been on it before. Uh, and it's in like this, uh, this tube. Um, everything here is like a mix of like marble, ivory, and then like designed to look almost like you're inside a tree, but you know that you're not because you're above all the trees and no tree could be this tall, but everything is like made to feel that way. Um, and you go inside this like tube, uh, and you stand on this, uh, ascension lift. And as soon as you all get on it, it goes and, uh, lifts up as we're ascending. I pull, I like nudge Barnabas and I say, just, you know, keep an eye out for iron jawed essence vampires. <laughs> Already have my eye out. <laughs> of course. Can I, hear them? <laughs> I don't know. Roll notice. <laughs> I mean, I'm not like particularly quiet. An 11. An 11. Yeah. You hear them. That's a myth. Didn't happen. Yes, it did. 
No, it did not. I'm like... I think you should not say such things here, even if they were true. So you're saying it's frustrating when someone keeps insisting a falsehood, huh? <laughs> no, just it's safer should you not. Right, because the, the Iron Jot Essence vampire will eat you. <laughs> Right. <laughs> of course, referring to how the first Farishta reportedly uh, went mad uh, as his essence started to fade and he started to turn back into an elf. And he uh, went and killed many of the uh, other nine wings of divinity, the top tier of the Farishta society, uh, to suck out their essence. Um, something that you, uh, Talia, believe is just a horror story made up by those who think that Farishta have too much power. Yes. <laughs> The lift uh, makes it to the top, uh, and you walk in, and there's a, there's a hallway, and there's, like, a, a, a door across from you that, um, like, has this, like, uh, placard next to it that says, like, uh, Atroposian circuit here. I suppose we go in. We it's, go. like, made out of, like, actual gold yes. and, like, has, like, nice filigree and design. Uh, the craftsmanship is absurd for a placard next to a door. <laughs> uh, we knock. Come in. We enter. Uh, you walk in and there is a tall, uh, lanky, very pale uh, gentleman wearing uh, like basically like a butler outfit. He's got like, you know, black jacket with coattails. He's wearing white gloves. Uh, he's got like a bow tie and like a red like vest. Uh, and he's like holding a clipboard um, as he like stands up from behind his desk. And he, uh, he goes, ah, Team Jollypot, yes? Yes. And he, uh, he walks around the... Uh, the desk and extends his hand like with a bit of like too much of a flourish. And he goes, I'm Duncan Furter, the representative of the court elite. I'm here to uh, check you in. Barnabas Gunsby, uh, pleasure to make uh, your acquaintance. <laughs> <laughs> and I take his hand and shake it. He, uh, you shake it a little bit too rough for his taste. He kind of pulls his hand back and like goes, mm, yes. Uh, well, have a seat. And he gestures towards the, uh, uh, towards the chairs uh, he sits down across from me and he goes, Now, uh, I suppose you'd like to know where you stand in the race? Yeah. Sure. Uh, he, like, rifles through some paper and then rifles back a couple pages. There's only 12 of us. Like, rifles how through hard a few more pages. Goes, who was excuse before. me. Excuse me. <laughs> rifles through a couple more pages. You're not looking at those pages. Looks for a second. Turns <laughs> the page once more. And goes, <clears throat> Yes. The race order, as of now, uh, you are the 11th team to check in. We're only waiting on Team Adams. Uh, in first place is Team Cornfoot, apparently utilizing some uh, uh, rocket-powered jetpacks of some kind to uh, get ahead of the rest of you. Uh, next is Team Silver, an unsavory lot. Next is Team Nightingale in, in third place. An even more unsavory lot. Uh, then there's, in fourth place, Team Towley. Then Team Odlin, Holmes, Basington, Torchinovich, Fiddleworth, Cups, and you. And then, whenever Team Adams deigns it appropriate to arrive, I will check them in as well. And he uh, puts down his clipboard and he goes, No! Virtue Nazari, I presume you have means to find lodging in this city? Quite. So I don't need to uh, inform you all of how uh, the day society areas are completely restricted. 
as are the Night Society, given a few exceptions, of course. And he nods to you, uh, Talia. With, uh, with that, our meeting is concluded. I have no more information to give you. How long ago did the, um, Cornfoot's feet, <laughs> the Cornfoot team, arrive? Oh, they arrived here a mere 12 hours after the, uh, after the race began. Ah, oh, thank you. Oh, of course. Oh, the Cups team. The Cups, they arrived just a few hours before you. Excellent. Thank you. Yes, of course. Good day. Have a lovely day and good luck on the rest of the race. You're going to need it. We leave. <laughs> Is everyone here a dick? <laughs> Most. Uh, as you step out into the hallway here, Talia Nazari. Talia, do you freeze? <laughs> yes. Okay. Wait, so do I recognize the voice? You might. It's a bit of a stern voice, but uh, playful. And uh, you turn, and as do uh, Zeke and Barnabas, uh, you guys see a very handsome Farishta uh, down the hallway. He's wearing what looks like a mix of, like, uh, like nobility, like, uniform, but also, like, almost, like, majestic angelic armor. It's, like, this weird blend of the two styles. Like, he's got, like, a pauldron on one shoulder, but then he's, like, wearing, like, an ascot and everything. It's, like, this weird uh, combination of the two. Um, and, uh, his hair is like this black, uh, beautiful, like mane behind him, uh, almost seeming to breeze unnaturally in the wind, um, where there is no wind. Uh, he, uh, has dark caramel, uh, skin and he's got a broad smile on his face. This Farishta has a full set of angelic wings, um, and he's wearing like, uh, like a royal purple, like cloak, uh, like over his wings a little bit, like in between them. And, uh, he spreads out his wings and whooshes towards you guys and picks Talia up, uh, under her, uh, shoulders and spins her around and drops on the ground and gives her a hug. <laughs> Asheron, you have no control. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what do I want? I came to see my baby's sister. And he gives you a little pinch on the oh, cheek. And he's like, it. he's like, and your friends. And he turns and reaches out a hand towards uh, Barnabas. Barnabas Gunsby. Barnabas Gunsby. I've read all of your books. Talia's quite a fan. Let me guess. She got you to sign all of them as soon as she could. Oh, that she did. Uh, and you must be. I'm Zeke. Zeke. Ah, uh, yes. And he, uh, he like takes like uh, a knee and like uh, reaches out a hand to you. I shake it. Uh, he like he shakes it and like claps you on the shoulder, uh, and then stands up and he goes, "Ah, my little sister, an adventurer in the Atroposian circuit, no less." Quite. So I suppose I shouldn't be sending you any aid, as per this. And he pulls out the messenger sphere you sent ahead of you. No, I suppose if it just got here, I was hoping it'd be a little quicker. Uh, that's the same contraption you used when uh, we were kids, sending messages back and forth. Yeah. Yes. Is this your creation as well? He gestures towards oh, Gerald. Oh, this is Gerald. Gerald! I made what? him what? last week. You what? Yes. Oh, you need to write me more, Talia. <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, mother and father, of course, send their de uh, deepest regrets that they couldn't be here to greet you. Uh, of course. Yes, uh, they were very, very busy. Uh, it was, they were caught away at the last minute. They couldn't, they were, they had every intention to be here. 
Of course. I understand they're very important, very busy. Yes, it was it was a if it wasn't an emergency they were going to be here, but uh something came up. You know how it can be. Yes. They take care of quite a few emergent situations. They're very important. Uh but I'll let them know that you look well. Good. <laughs> uh where are the three of you staying at? We haven't gotten a place yet. I assume somewhere in the night society. Uh, yeah, they. I mean, you're in Azari. They're going to give you whatever you need. Um, but if anyone gives you any lip, you can call me. I love showing up and just, you know, ruffling a few feathers down there. Yes, of course. Are you staying the night then? Are you are you guys shoving off immediately? What time is it? Uh, well, the sun just set. Oh, um, I think probably we'll stay the night. I'm not sure. We haven't really discussed it. Seems we're quite behind. Well, there's a lot of race left, and we're only, like, a day behind. We're It's been, like, 48 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're, like, a little over a day behind first place. That's not that bad. And presumably, some of the people ahead of us will just kill each other. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite an exciting uh, event, isn't it? It's been exciting so far. We got thrown off an airship. We did. You, what? Are you all right? And he like looks to check for like bruises and cuts. Oh, I'm all right. Just um, just the one shot. Ah, uh, uh, you got you got you were shot. Uh, yes, with a with a dart with sleeping poison in it. Well, I'm sure that uh, um, they ate poison, though. They didn't I, even. I think it's funny. <laughs> You ate to be fair, it was my favorite <laughs> whiskey that I could not turn down. I'm not even mad. It was a great burger. <laughs> I'm he, not even mad. It was great whiskey. <laughs> he chuckles. He goes, oh, looks like you have some uh, some uh, clever competition. It should be really fun. I'm going to be listening the whole time. Gilded Monocle Radio. They uh, they keep me updated every morning. I listen to see where you're at. I'm glad you're all right. They were concerned. They thought maybe you, uh, the three of you had uh, been lost or perished. But I know you, Talia. I know you'll pull ahead. Uh, we'll try. It's more about the adventure and, you know, getting out there and all those things you told me, so. Yeah, I'm proud. And look at you wearing the sword. It looks great. It's fantastic. Has it seen any action yet? No. <laughs> oh, well, yes. I held it to a man's throat. Oh. Yes. When he was um, part of the circus... Oh, you'll have to tell me more about that. That was, like, that was just the, the since the race began. No, this was before the race. Oh, like right after I gave it to you? Yes, almost immediately. <laughs> Jumping right into adventure with two feet. Oh, I'm so proud of you, Talia. And he kind of like grabs you by the shoulders and like, you know, an excited whoosh of his wings, like brings you up the floor, off the floor for a second. He sets you back down. I blush. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, um, honest, uh, obviously, uh, I know you need to rest and you need to, uh, be on your way as soon as possible. So you can't really stay and socialize. I'd love for you to stay for, for as long as you like, but I can arrange for you to have some sort of transport. I know you need to catch up and, um, well, I can't procure you an airship and a crew and the like. I mean, unfortunately, bureaucracy, like comically puts his wrists together. He's like, ties my hands, and uh, I can't really 
Secure ship for non-Farishta. I'm sorry. I, I hate the way it is. And he says that to Zeke and to uh, Barnabas. Um, but... Well, you could just not tell him. Oh, no. That's not how things work here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but I do have a few friends who have procured a very nice land vehicle that should hopefully get you on the way to your next checkpoint, uh, assuming it's accessible by land vehicle. Yes, it's... Uh, according to the map you've been given, uh, the next checkpoint is in the country of Tordrian. Um, it is the scholar city of Felion. Uh, which would be like a two-and-a-half-day train ride if you guys uh, took it. Um, but it, that's if a train went straight from Dayan to Felion, which it doesn't. Uh, the, the only It's like a kind of a roundabout route that the trains go to get to Felion. A direct route on a land vehicle would be quicker than the roundabout route on the trains. Y- yes, actually. We're going to Tordrian. We're going to um, Felion. Oh, well, then uh, there should be some roads leading out that way, I'm sure. I think sure. so. Yes. Right? I think so. Um, <laughs> yes, so uh, the, the vehicle I procured, not necessarily Farishta sanctioned, um, but uh, you, should, uh, you should be able to find it nonetheless. Um, I can give you a, an address to pick it up at. All right. It'll be Farishta, just not, you know, night and day society. All of their stuff is always on a schedule. You have to go through a million uh, piles of paperwork no, to get I'm to it. No, I'm just surprised you knew who to contact. Oh, well, you know, you get around a bit. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, uh, he grins and goes, oh, never worry. Don't worry your little head, sister. No, everything's fine. Um, these are stand-up gentlemen. Uh... Some nice, hearty folk who are willing to help out with the Atroposian circuit. I'm allowed to know people outside the day and night society. Yes, of course. I just didn't know that you did. That's quite exciting. Well, you know, and... you're not the only one who gets to have a little bit of adventure now and again, now do you? And he gives you another, like, pinch oh, on the cheek. Stop it. <laughs> 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 he goes, I can't take up any more of your time. Uh, again, write me when uh, on, while you're on the road. I'll... I'll be stuck in this tower for my entire life. <laughs> when it's all over, you should come visit. I'll attempt to, to, to do so. Uh, so many people effectively make me stay here through responsibility, but hopefully, yes, I'd love to. Aren't you, like, very rich? Uh, well, y- yes, I am of the day society. Couldn't you just, like, take all your money and go somewhere else? Oh, he looks at uh, Talia, like, with a knowing smile. <laughs> Um, the wings sort of give it away. Right. Who cares if the, you have so much money? <laughs> like, I, am I taking crazy pills? Like, you're so rich. <laughs> <laughs> I'll explain it to you on the next leg of the journey. Perhaps, sir, after this race concludes, maybe if you get a week or two where you can get away, we can go on a little adventure of our own. <laughs> That's... Adorable. I can't. <laughs> no, I would, I would, uh, uh, wow, well, he stays in character all the time. Yes, I know, right? It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's, it's not, it's not a character. That's, I, I am Barnabas Gunsby. But yes, I know, like, you're Barnabas Gunsby and all, and he, like, does, like, air quotes. He's like, this is, this is grand. I'm so happy for you, Talia. No, uh, the, the three of you, please. Um, I, I can't keep you up here any longer. Sooner or later, a guard will come by and uh, reprimand me for keeping outsiders up in the day society. You, you know how it is, Talia. I do. Um, 
sorry again that uh, I couldn't be of more service, but uh, uh, he gives you like the piece of paper with the uh, address. It's actually on the ground. Just just go here and you can get your land vehicle. Um, they said it was, a, it was a fast one. I don't know much more about it. Uh, I'm sure we'll figure it out on the ground level. Y- yes. That's y- exciting. It's exciting. I've Is never it? been there. <laughs> like we walk on the ground a lot. No, but not like... I'll explain it to you on the way down in the in the lift. <laughs> uh, and he goes, I just had to come see you. I hope I wasn't intruding. I'm, gla- I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Good. Me too. Uh, go. It was great meeting all of you. Go. Be an adventurer. I'm trying. <laughs> come on, Gerald. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> oh, he talks. <laughs> <laughs> I hug well, him. Nice to meet you, sir. Thank you very much for your assistance. Uh, he hugs you back, Talia, and then shakes Barnabas's hand again fervently, uh, and, uh, goes, anything I can do, anything at all, I, I, but I don't want to step on your toes. I want you to be able to do this on your own, Talia, you know. Yes. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you guys step onto the elevator tell, and... Tell, tell mommy and daddy, I'm sorry to have missed them. Oh, the, trust me, they are, uh, they are sorry as well. Um, I'll make sure... That they are. And they're like, for like the first time, is like jovial, cordial, like jaunty, like, oh, yes, I'm a pompous, uh, you know, day society guy, like fades for a second as he says, like, I'll make sure that they are. And he like rolls his eyes a little bit. I don't notice. Is there an insight skill in this? Uh, it's like a social tells. You roll uh, cunning. Are you rolling? Yeah, because he doesn't quite seem like a dick. <laughs> but there's something off. Six. Uh, yeah, that's exactly how you feel, but that's all you get. <laughs> so uh, the elevator goes and starts lowering down. And uh, uh, as uh, as you're going, um, since you're looking at him, Zeke, you do see uh, like his wing, like his whole bright demeanor as you guys are about to like fade out of view, uh, like falls for a second, and you just see like tired and crestfallen as he, uh, right as he slips out of uh, out of view. You should convince your brother to take a vacation. I'm I, serious. <laughs> I could take him with no cost. Think of it as a friend discount. I'm sure that he would love that, Barnabas. Um, but you can't really leave the day society almost at all. It's quite a to-do. It's as if the king, your king, just walked around the street for no reason. Kings can't go on vacation, and neither can the Day Society. Sure you can. That's what being king is. You're right. I'll try to convince him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss it more after the race, but we have bigger matters at hand, like the race. So we could, I could procure us free, or close to free... I mean, yeah, you have like a wing that you can go stay at. Oh, yes. Yeah. So we could go stay at my house. I was actually going to propose. Or we could keep going. Yeah. I mean, we're not that far behind, but we are behind. We could drive through the night. We can take shifts driving and sleeping. I actually don't think that's a bad idea. I mean, I'd like to go and get that vehicle now, though, because, well, I've heard that the the down there is, like, not not very kind. I mean, it was pretty obvious your brother is dealing with criminals. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> was that not clear? No, he's not. 
he doesn't consort with criminals. Well, he sure states he does. He's society. Very rich. <laughs> no, no, you're. I know. It's not necessarily you have, a bad thing. I know you both have very vivid ma- imaginations, <laughs> but just because not you want them to be criminals because it makes it more fantastical does not change the fact that my brother is just another day society member, albeit a little bit nicer because he's my brother. I will bet you a whole turkey. <laughs> That, I mean that these are criminals. Well, sure, because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I hold on my hand to shake. Oh, Miss Nazari. You guys shake hands on it, and you get down. Uh, you you get down to the uh, uh, to the floor that you're on, and uh, I mean you can keep going down down to the ground level if you want. We go down to the ground level. I suppose. Right, you get that uh, view of that beautiful uh, hallway with the like sun, the su- setting sun just cutting in and like making all the like ivory white uh, interior like glow with this beautiful like rose color. And then you go down, and uh, takes a little while because you are very high up. Uh, and then and uh, behind you is uh, a door that uh, slides open. And you, uh, your senses are immediately hit. Everyone roll brute for me. <laughs> Three for Barnabas. Seven. Fourteen. Okay, so everyone but Zeke, uh, you're, I mean, everyone's senses are hit, but uh, Talia and Barnabas, uh, you take in too deep of a breath and it fill your lungs fill with like this smog, this like acrid air, and it makes you start coughing. Um, and, uh, this reminds me of home. Yeah. You're, you're a little bit below it, uh, or you're a little bit below it, uh, as it like enters the, uh, uh, elevator, um, Zeke. So you like, you know, and you don't take too deep of a breath, but yeah, you smell, you smell like, you know, just basically the, uh, the ground level of Dan is, uh, highly industrialized and completely covered by the, the canopy above. Uh, so like, all of that smoke and smog. It's just like this, like it's like constantly in a fog, this town almost. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you hear like hustle and bustle and like, you know, like, uh, like different buggies, like, like buzzing around and people shouting and stuff. Um, like a complete contrast, uh, to what you were experiencing above the canopy. (laughs) (coughs) (coughs) I told you it was awful. The trick is to not breathe very much. You ha- <laughs> excuse me. You have to breathe. <laughs> right, just not very much. <laughs> I put my I, I put my scarf up over my nose and mouth. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. And then I suppose we look at the address. Sure. It's, it's got like a it's like an address on one side and like directions on the other. <laughs> All right. Flip it over. <laughs> Follow the directions. Um, yeah, it's not too far from uh, from where you guys are. Um, this area, like, since it's at the base of the tower, um, is kind of like, it's still nicer than what the outskirts, uh, like what the per- spots away from the tower are, because, um, not every Farishta is night society in the way that, uh, Talia is. Basically there's, uh, while day society is like she said, like basically like kings and queens just because they have wings, like they like rule over everything and have all of the niceties and stuff. Um, 
the knight society has several different layers. Um, while Talia is a royalty within the knight society, um, there are people in the knight society who do have to like work with the people down uh, down below, like uh, you know, f- few layers behind or few layers below uh, Talia. So um, on occasion, like so, there there are some buildings down here that are like knight society buildings on the ground level, um, like what would be similar to like government buildings for people like who live down here to like make claims and stuff like that. And like judicial buildings and, uh, prisons, like all of the like governing buildings are like just surround this tower. Um, and like the base level of this tower is also part of that. Um, but basically to get into a tower, you need to be like given permission from a Farishta. Um, so like the elves and gnomes and humans who all live down here, um, you know, they usually have to deal with these exterior buildings. Uh, and uh, Talia, you know that those people who are on the lowest level of the Night Society, they like cycle in and out, living on the like lower levels of the tower and doing some time out, like almost like commuting across the street <laughs> <laughs> to these buildings. And uh, it's just behind one of the buildings. It's actually like uh, the prison, uh, like the, the, like, uh, the courthouse and prison. Um, uh, it's just behind that building is where uh, your address leads you. See, just here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you go up to the, the building. It's basically like a house behind the courthouse. Uh, and you knock. I knock. Um, and, uh, yeah, everything here is, is made relatively with, like, uh, organic uh, materials. Like, you know, these are nice, like, wooden homes and stuff. Um, and uh, you knock, and uh, the door opens up, and a farishta greets you. Uh, he's got, like, a, a, a rag against his face. And he's like, he's like, yeah, come in, come in, come in, come in. We do. Um, as he shuts the door behind, uh, the air is so clean in here. There's, like, an air filter. Like, it's, it's very nice in here. Uh, not, like, nearly as nice as inside the Ivory Towers, but, like, it is a very nice place. Um, and uh, he's wearing a uniform, um, like, a, like an officer's uniform. And uh, he, uh, he uh, like, lowers the rag and goes, Oh, uh, do we have an appointment? What, what is your name? Oh, um, Talia Nazari. Oh, oh, um, I was expecting you tomorrow. Um, that's all right. That's fine. Uh, uh, this way, please, please. And uh, he, like, waves for you guys to follow him. Of course. Um, Sorry to have come earlier. We should have sent word. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. I, I was told by our mutual friend uh, to expect you at any time. He wasn't sure. Um, and, uh, he like leads you through like a hallway that connects to like the neighboring building, uh, which is, um, a bunch of, it's actually like opens up into like a a storage area. Um, he like unlocks a bunch of different things. Like he, he like unlocks a gate to open it up, closes it behind you guys, locks it, opens up a big hatch to open it up. You enter into the neighboring building through this hallway of different like locks and stuff, locks it up. And there's a a storage area, a few different like shelves and stuff. And then a few different vehicles and and stuff parked in here as well. Uh, and, um, he goes, uh, uh, Jeremy, take five. Oh, all right then. And, uh, (laughs) uh, another, uh, another, um, Farishta uh, goes uh, uh, walking out. Um. <laughs> We're in the evidence lockup. Exactly. With officers <clears throat> of the law. <laughs> He's wearing a police uniform. Uh, he goes, he goes uh, I'm Officer Dawn. 
And um, uh, let me show you to uh, uh, to your transport that we've uh, we've secured for you. Excellent, thank you. Uh, yes, uh, you're leaving the city tonight. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Um, this way, this way, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Uh, he goes. Um, uh, into the office, uh, uh, unlocks it, and he's like, oh, wait out here. And he closes the gate behind him, locks it, and uh, uh, opens up, like, some files and pulls out, like, a piece of paper and stuffs it in his jacket, closes it, locks that, um, and then grabs a key off the wall uh, and then comes back out. And he's like, all right, uh, here's the keys. Uh, who, who's driving here? Yo. Oh, all right. <laughs> and he, uh, he drops the keys down to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, this way. And uh, uh, you guys go uh, uh, walking a bit. Uh, past a couple different vehicles, um, and he goes up and pulls a, a cover off of a, a vehicle. Um, it is uh, it is like a nice buggy um, with like a canopy top that can be uh, lowered if need be. Um, it's got you know enough to seat four, uh, and uh, it's got like an exposed engine on the front that you have to like hand crank to start. Oh, exciting! Uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, once it's started, then you can climb in and keep going. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's got a little bit of storage space in the back. Uh, and, uh, he goes, all right, uh, this is yours. Uh, oh, hold on. And he reaches and like pulls a tag off of the, uh, steering wheel and stuffs it in his pocket. <laughs> I don't notice. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he goes, yeah, um, uh, you can just go ahead and, uh, uh, uh back out that way and, um, uh, make your way. Uh, if- do you have a map uh, of the city? Or is there just a thoroughfare that goes out? Oh, uh, I've I never mean, been down here before. I don't know. Oh, of course. Um, no, there, there is a thoroughfare. Um, uh, but let me go ahead and get you a map. We have those. Uh, give me one second. Uh, and uh, he like takes a few steps, turns back around, and looks at like everyone. He goes, just uh, inspect the vehicle. Keep your hands to yourself. I'll be back. <laughs> and uh, he rushes off. Excellent. Well, this is a turn of luck, isn't it? Yeah, it's really great Indeed. that they're letting us take this impounded vehicle out of evidence. No, this is this is things that's already been processed, obviously. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I spent a lot of time in a place that highly valued procedure. <laughs> <laughs> we are 100% stealing this car. No, we're not. Well... Fair. It's being stolen for us by that man. <laughs> he's an officer of the law. Of course he's not stealing it. Could ruin his life. Well, one of his kings just asked him to, so. So it's not stealing. <laughs> uh, a back door opens. <laughs> and he's uh, certainly not a criminal. Different from, uh, different from uh, the door that um, Dorn went through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, you hear like a... Uh, like, uh, Dorn? All right, I guess he's not here. Let's go. These are criminals. <laughs> uh, Who he let in. <laughs> uh, two other Farishta um, walk uh, into the room. Uh, they're wearing, like, they look like they've been doing some kind of manual labor. Um, their hands are, like, a little dirty. Uh, they are wearing, um, like, a sleeveless, uh, like, tunics. Mm-hmm. Um, that are kind of raggedy and stuff, like an under under tunic, mm-hmm. um, and uh, like they got like you know like uh, like utilitarian like pants tucked into their boots and everything. Um, one of them is uh, armed with like a, a rifle like over his shoulder, and uh, uh, they turn the corner and they go go, oh, 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 and then uh, the guy like uh, like grabs his rifle and like points it at you guys. He's like, oh, what are you what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Uh, we're we're officers of the law. What are the 
what are the three of you doing here? Are you stealing that that vehicle? Who are you? Who are you? Hands where I can see them. I'm Barnabas Gunsby. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> hands where I can see him, Mr. Gunsby. Uh, he puts his hands up. Hey, can, I realize this is a tense situation. Can you settle a bet for me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine. Uh, doors open up and in comes running in Officer Dorn. He's like, oh, no, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, these, this is Talia Nazari. And they're like, oh, oh. Oh, I thought we were expecting her tomorrow. Um, I wave with my hand that's up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, Mr. Zari. And like the guy with the rifle like drops it on the ground. Oh, that's not safe. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm very sorry, Virtue Nazari. Um, oh, and to uh, present ourselves in this state, uh, completely improper. We should go. He says to Wait. <laughs> he says to uh, his uh, his companion. <laughs> Wait, this is a really important bet now, uh, Lady Nazari. I'm sorry. This is these are officers uh, Tiabaud and Searson. Um, uh, they they uh, uh, they were off duty and uh, coming in for their shift. You two should leave. Um, we have it handled. Jer- Jeremy will be back soon. <laughs> Wait, no, really. Can you please settle a bet for me? N- uh, uh, what, what is it? I, uh, oh, okay. He thinks you're criminals and I think that you're officers of the law. So obviously you're officers of the law because uh, that's what you've said. Before you answer, I want to preface this with, I will almost certainly never ever return here and do not care what your profession is. Also, it's a turkey on the line. That's a strange bet. He uh, likes turkey. Okay, well, I'm, I'm sorry to disappoint you, sir, but um, no, we're officers of the law. Um, no, no, no. That's what your job is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm sorry, lady, but this is borderline offensive. The I, this... I apologize. This is not legal, right? <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, you too, he says to the other two officers. Uh, uh, leave now. Uh, we'll, we'll have a meeting uh, tomorrow. Uh, and they're like, uh, yes, of course. And they like pick up the rifle and uh, turn to walk off. I need everyone to roll notice for me. Also, I want an insight check on him telling me they're officers of the law. <laughs> uh, 21, tier 3. 9. Uh, 11, tier 2. Okay. Uh, Barnabas, you notice something as they turn to go. Uh, Officer Searson has a tattoo on his back that's poking through his uh, his uh, sleeveless uh, uh, tunic that he's wearing. Um, and uh, you just get a glimpse of it. Um, uh, and he goes uh, he goes running off. Uh, you you almost think it looked like a couple like maybe feathers on his back. It was hard to say. Like it looked like it could have been like the curve and edge of like uh, angel wings tattooed on his back, but you, it'd be hard to tell. Uh, definitely you saw like what looks like probably feathers though. Um, and they go rushing off and, uh, officer Dorn goes now, now, um, uh, here are the keys. Here's the map. Thank you. Yes. I'm, I'm so sorry for the irregularity of all this. Uh, it was rather short notice. We thought to ha- we thought we'd have this, uh, you know, kind of taken out of the lot and uh, all prepped for you and everything. Uh, it was, it was going to be a, a little less, and he turns to uh, uh, Zeke. He goes, a little less uh, conspicuous, yes. Uh, 
but but uh, no. Just uh, yes or no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no, good sir. And please uh, cease to asking me. This is right. It's not legal. So let's go. What? Give me my turkey. Wait, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> uh, it, it's all right. He's he's a strange fellow. I believe you. It's not. I'm sorry. We've asked. I'm not. <laughs> I give him a pointed look. I give uh, Zeke a pointed look. Officer of the law and criminal are not mutually exclusive. Of course they are. Let's go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, go. Um, uh, Thank you so much for your help. Of course, of course. Um, and I'll let, uh, I'll let all, our mutual friend know that uh, you've made it out of the city safely. Thank you. Of course. Hey, one last thing that occurs to me. Like, if this is evidence, like, who's going to, is the case, like, is this like a murderer's car? And now that it's not here, they're gonna go free. Oh, oh, oh! No, 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 no! Case closed on this thing. It's been, it's been, uh, it's been fully processed. Can I? <laughs> I want to see if he's lying. Okay. <laughs> Roll cunning. I will also want to see if he's lying. <laughs> Six. <laughs> Thirteen. Um. Uh, you guys don't think he's lying, except for he maybe is lying about it being fully processed, but not, he's definitely not lying about, like, case closed. <laughs> All right. Let's go. Shall we? Thank you again, Officer Dawn. Uh, thank you, Lady Nazari. Uh, uh, glad to be of service. Thank you, sir. And uh, he, like, you know, pulls, like, a lever, and the, like, garage door opens up for you guys to pull out. I cover my face back up. <laughs> yep, uh, the, he does so as well. He covers his face as the smog just <laughs> rolls in. Uh, and you guys drive out. Mm -hmm. uh, as you're driving out, the the um, the gate closes and you see uh, Jeremy walking back in. And uh, you hear him like through the open window, oh, what did I miss? <laughs> He's going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Barnabas, go ahead and roll uh, cunning for me. Uh, Fifteen. Okay. Um, you aren't sure what you saw, but you do know there is a thing in Frisha society called the Ashen Angels, uh, and they are a, uh, an organization which is painted in all, uh, all, um, media, newspapers, so on as terrorists. Uh, they are kind of like, uh. Uh, they, they try to buck against the Farishta rule in Dalvosia. Um, and, uh, you know that the Ashen Angels, uh, usually mark themselves by having, uh, back tattoos. And you can't remember if it's angel wings or something else, but yeah. And you don't even know what you saw. So I'll just keep that little bit to myself. I think <laughs> I'm just going to. Cozy up in the seat and fall asleep. Cool. You rest your head on Gerald's lap. Surprisingly comfortable. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. If you need any directions or help navigating, feel free to wake me. <laughs> <laughs> he passes out. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you guys drive through the night. Yes. Any fun conversations happening during that trip? <laughs> I promised to buy. <laughs> <laughs> I promised to buy Ezekiel the first turkey we find. Well, hey, I don't think that fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I suppose I would be polite and ask you about yourself. Tally ho! <laughs> what do you ask? Tell me about yourself. 
I know you're a very good pilot and apparently have a connection with birds, but other than that, you're quite the mystery. Um, well, um, I was in the Paldoran military. I flew in the Hurricane Wars. Well, now Paldoras is a wasteland. They asked me to fly a city, so I flew a city for a while. It is kind of cool, but real cramped. And also, lots of, like, smog and industry. Not a huge fan. <laughs> I mean, you could have done... The, like, Redwoods would have done the same thing as most of the steel. It just seemed seemed real inefficient. So uh, when they started the Ginzi Corps to spread the word of Ginzi in the Avanglassian Civil War, I signed up. And, and then we lost. Um, and then I flew blimps for a while. Oh, dirigibles. How exciting. Not really. They basically fly themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people say... No, just you. I've, said, I've heard you say that before. <laughs> well, do you like it? What? Flying. Oh, yeah, it's great. Ideally, we win this thing. I buy a gnomish-built sky yacht and just retire to the skies. Oh, aren't you afraid of pirates or anything? No, they'll come for me and I'll step outside and I'll be like, hey, all of my friends from home, how's it going? <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, hey, Zeke, we'll just pass on by. And I'll be like, good afternoon. <laughs> What about your family? Do you have <clears throat> children or something? I'm a little young to have kids. <laughs> Only 70? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. I apologize, I suppose. Uh, no apology necessary. But, um, you know, uh, mom's still back on Jinzy's hammer. Um, dad died in the hurricane wars. I have some cousins around. One of them's an engineer on a storm ship. Man, he could do a lot with, like, balsa. Crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah, I guess. You want to retire when you're not even old enough to have kids? I mean, yeah, why not? All right. <laughs> if you could spend the rest of your time doing only what you wanted to, wouldn't you? I mean, that's all I really ever do. <laughs> I don't understand your society at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just make Gerald. So your brother, he's like a king? Yes. And you're not? No, I'm not. That's weird. Uh, in Evanglass, I'd be akin to a duchess. Well, that's not bad, I guess. It's Isn't that usually like a familial thing, though? Like if you're dad's a king then you're a princess and your brother's a prince and then he becomes king and then it's not really like that when there's lots of kings and queens so there's the nine who are sort of like deities <laughs> and then um there's the rest of the day society who are all equally kings and queens though there's some some are more powerful than others and then there's the Night Society, which I'm a part of, and I'm at the very top of that. Um, I was uh, I was adopted by a very lovely couple in the Night Society. So I'm confused. What? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but your can't you usually only get adopted if you don't have parents? Oh. 
sorry. So, so you have to have um, wings to be in the day society. And I don't. So I'm sort of less than. So I don't really have. Like my birth parents are, aren't really my parents because I'm a sort of, I'm like not as good as they are. So I don't count. Um, and so, oh, so you just had shitty parents. <laughs> no, they're lovely. And they found the best home for me that they could. And so then I went and I, uh, my family that I have in the night society is fantastic. And my parents did that for me. And, and my birth parents raised Asheron and he turned out great. And so they're really great parents. They're just busy. I thought you said they were kings. Like, what do they have to do if there's a bunch of them? There's not that many of you in Delvosia, right? This like, proportionally, like, there's one king of Evanglas, right? Mm-hmm. And there's, like, how many kings do you have in Delvosia? 50. And Delvosia is smaller than Evanglas, and it has 50 times as many kings? How busy can they be? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm even though I lived there for my first 12 years I wasn't really allowed out of my room so you're not really selling this not shitty parents pitch <laughs> well you know they thought my my wings would grow in as I got older and then they didn't which is disappointing and so I I moved to uh, my society that's better for me not better for everyone overall just me and people like me and, you know, because we're not as good as them. So, <laughs> okay. So we've established you had shitty parents. Um, uh, how, how, the wings though, that, those are cool. I mean, you really can do a lot with like cedar. <laughs> <laughs> and they're still cool. I think the ether would burn them. And you'd be surprised. I mean, I'm not very good with a saw. Could you, can you do that? No, I'm not handy. <laughs> <laughs> then I suppose we'll just have to... One day, if I get good enough, I'll make you a, a tiny little pair. You make them out of wood, I will be the happiest little gnome. <laughs> would, you, would you settle for all the parts that touch you made of wood? I'll consider it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you guys drive off into the night, Barnabas snoring, while, like, cuddling up against uh, Gerald, who's just like, Whoop, whoop. <laughs> it's all right. You can stand by if you like. Whoop. And uh, his eyes, like kind of the light behind his rose-colored eyes, go blink, blink. Uh, yeah, and you guys, uh, you guys drive off, um, rotating through um, the transition into uh, uh, Tordrian um, from Dayan. Uh, it's gonna take you uh, like two days to get to Felion if you guys just keep cycling. Uh, drivers, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, you guys do that. You know, taking naps every once in a while, like stopping to uh, refill uh, and keep going. And uh, yeah, you cross over out of Dalvosia into Tordrian. Uh, at a certain point, you you realize you're passing over the the border because the like large redwood esque like thick canopy making uh, trees of Dalvosia give way to some rocky terrain, which then uh, on the like as you pa- finish passing through that rocky terrain, uh, it is a forest uh, for the most part, um, but it is uh, much more like pines. 
and like tall, like evergreen pines. Uh, you can see the sky a little bit more. Um, and, uh, there's like, you know, natural, like, like twigs and wood chips all around like the ground. You guys like it's, it's, you know, uh, the way you're going as, as you're going directly to Felion, you basically get off of like any ma- main road and now you're like kind of driving over what path you can find. It gets a little harder with the car at this point, uh, to like really navigate your way around. Um, I want everyone to roll a, uh, a dexterity check for me as you uh, take turns driving through this uh, less than ideal terrain. Zeke, you're the only one who, uh, when driving, the car is moving at full speed. Everyone else has to slow down. <laughs> I do have points in ace. Right. No, he has a uh, specialty called topographer, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. which means in whatever terrain, it doesn't matter. He still moves unhindered. You just put the wheels where there aren't rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, what did everyone roll? Uh, 16. 27. Nine. So you guys are, uh, are driving. Um, it's uh, uh, Talia and Barnabas. You have to take it kind of slow when you're at the wheel. Zeke drives with a lot more confidence. <laughs> and uh, he's like, you just got to put the wheels where there aren't rocks. Uh, he says as he hits a rock. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and uh, there's uh, like a... And the... Uh, 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 the hubcap <laughs> goes like boom, boom, ding, 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 off into the forest. Oh no! And uh, and you have to non-crucial. Stop. You have to you have to stop the the car. Actually, uh, the the wheel seems to be damaged. That part is crucial. Hubcap. A so. minor inconvenience. Sorry, what part is broken? Uh, one of the wheels. We have a flat tire. Oh, I can fix that. Yeah, I put the top down. Uh, I'm going to look around and see what popped our tire. Okay. Uh, Gerald gets out of the car so I can lift, <coughs> so he can lift it for me. <laughs> sure. Have Gerald roll brute. 19. And then uh, anyone who's looking around, roll uh, notice. Um, and uh, Talia, you can, you can roll um, science to discern <coughs> the damage on the vehicle. Uh, I got a 12 to notice. I got a 20 to notice. Uh, okay, we'll resolve that in a second. Uh, Talia, how did uh, uh, Gerald do to lift the car for you to be able to operate on the wheel? 19. Okay, uh, he does so. It's a little straining. He's like, whoop, 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 whoop. And uh, just uh, manages to like pop his, uh, his, his knees uh, up so that he can like actually lift it up a little bit so you can kind of uh, look in there. Um, and what did you get on your science roll? 40. <laughs> <laughs> you look in, uh, this, this wheel is fucked up. Uh, it's not only the, uh, the tire that's like popped. It's really like the tires on these things are like more like just like hard rubber, not so much filled with air. Um, the spoke that is the wheel is like shattered. You, uh, see that and you think you might be able to make, a uh, like a fix for it. Um, you're pretty sure like given, you know, the materials around you, you could put it together. You're not sure that any fix would be permanent, but you could at least maybe get it running again. I could fix that. Um, Barnabas, you're looking around, uh, and, uh, you, you know, you see like, there's a, there's like a jagged rock. It's a very jagged rock. And then you like kind of scan, uh, along and you realize like this, this whole path has like a collection of jagged rocks, just like spread across it. And they're unnaturally jagged, you said? Uh, you kneel down to like in- investigate a little further. Um, it's, it's hard to say whether these are naturally jagged or not. Um, they look like they've been, uh, they look like they've been like 
maybe they broke naturally, maybe not. Like they're shattered in a way that makes them have like really sharp edges. And it just so happens that most of those sharp edges are pointing like outwards. Oh, dear. Uh, Ezekiel. What's that? It appears we ran over a rock. Would you say this was a natural formation? Hold on. I hop out of the car. I get real big. <laughs> and then I use gears of the earth to see if there's been any inorganic influence in this region. <laughs> okay, so uh, Ezekiel jumps out of the car. Again, uh, the ground glows beneath his feet. Light shines up into his body, and he grows to that large eight foot, nine foot tall, uh, like. Uh, form that he can do um and uh then with that energy pulsing inside you uh ezekiel you close your eyes and like breathe in the air and you let like nature tell you whether or not it's been tampered with that's a 16 (laughs) uh yeah you you, like you you let out your breath and you're and it's actually like everything seems pretty clean here not like industrial nobody built a factory right um but (laughs) (laughs) but uh uh, but like you open your eyes and like you can see like that like these rocks like they've been they've been damaged by uh, they weren't damaged naturally they didn't just like break and then line themselves someone broke them and lined them. This was intentional. Uh, as you say that, there's uh, uh, and uh, a an arrow hits uh, the front of the car uh, <laughs> uh, like in the engine block. Uh, there's like a, and it hits and there's like a little like of like oil like as oil like starts leaking out of the engine. I can fix that. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Rifle at the ready. You sit there. You're looking around, and you hear like a voice that seems to be like echoing off of the trees around you. Now, no one needs to get hurt. 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 Just leave your belongings on the road, road, road and go back from where you came. If you don't mind, we're just going to fix our vehicle and be on our way and get out of your hair. Thank you for your concern. <laughs> uh, from a completely different direction, an arrow uh, pierces through uh, uh, Gerald's hat. Uh, and Gerald goes, whoop, whoop. What? What is it, Gerald? What is it, boy? <laughs> uh, everyone We're having arrows fired at us. <laughs> Can I try to see where they are? Yeah, everyone who's looking around for the culprit, go ahead and roll. Can I start repairing this? The tire? Yes. The tire's going to take a while to repair. It's only because you rolled a tier four that it's even repairable. Um, but it's not an under-duress operation. Can I start it? I mean, you can remove the broken wheel. I don't, because I need Gerald to have his arms. So I suppose I'll just climb out and tell Gerald he got down. (laughs) Gerald lets the car down. Uh, Those of you looking around? 20. Four. (laughs) (laughs) Barnabas, you hear like a twig snap, and you turn to look in that direction. You don't see anything. And then like a few seconds later, from a direction you're not looking, an arrow goes and hits like the tree right next to you. Like I said, 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 move back the way you came and leave any valuables you have with you. No one needs to die. Is it only one voice? It's hard to tell. I'm going to get small. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You shrink back down to your two foot size. Um, and uh, there's a little tug on your at your ankle. And uh, you turn around and look and... Uh, a rat is there, 
and it scurries up your leg and perches on your shoulder. It's like, this is either okay or about to be real bad. Hi. (laughs) How's it going? (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of like looks at you and like, kind of like, uh, like gets up on its hind legs and like fishes some grime out of like your hair (laughs) and seems to find something worth eating. (laughs) Cool. And it's like (laughs) another arrow (laughs) lands at Talia's feet and he goes, next one will draw blood. Blood, blood. Hey, rat buddy. Well, we can't move if you keep shooting at us. (laughs) Lay down your weapons, weapons, and all your valuables, valuables, and everyone will be all right, right. Hey, rat friend. Do you know where this guy is? Uh, roll spirit. <laughs> That's a 20. <laughs> the rat, like, goes like, <laughs> and, like, scurries down you and goes, <laughs> and runs off in a direction. I follow him. Okay. I'm small and hard to hit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Barnabas, you see Zeke go running off. <laughs> Hold on. My rat friend uh- has a lead. <laughs> <laughs> I watch for arrows to come out. The uh, the rat goes uh, running for a little bit. Uh, not for too long, but like zigzags a little bit. Uh, and Zeke, you're keeping up with it. And it comes around like around the bend. You see a couple arrows stuck into the ground behind a tree. And it like kind of sniffs the arrows, looks around on its hind legs, and then scurries around to like another tree. And you see some more arrows stuck in the ground. And you, you're kind of following that pattern a little bit, like in a circle around you, or around where you guys were. Um, and Barnabas, I need you to roll notice one more time. Uh, Talia, you can roll notice too if you want. All right. 21. Tier 3. All right. Uh, Barnabas, uh, uh, wait, Talia, what did you get? 12. Okay. Um, so, Talia, you're looking around trying to figure out where Zeke ran off to. Uh, and, um, Barnabas is, uh, you know, behind you a bit near the back of the car. Um, and, uh, Barnabas, uh, you hear just the slightest, what could have maybe been the wind, uh, but your, your, your old, uh, senses kick in and you turn around and you see, uh, like as soon as you turn around, it's like the, the bow gets drawn very taut. Uh, and, uh, like a scruffy looking, uh, uh, human, uh, stands behind you. He's wearing, uh, like, uh, like a green leathery tunic. Um, and, uh, he's got like a, like a scraggly, like beard and like greasy, like shoulder length brown hair. Um, he's, uh, his tunic has like a hood built into it. That's kind of down right now. Um, he's got like some mud, uh, like rubbed on his face. That's not covered in like his hair. Um, he is wearing like patchwork, like (laughs) brown gloves that are, uh, holding a very large, very nice bow, uh, that is aiming right at you. Uh, and, uh, his boots are like this, uh, like, uh, nice, like black with this shiny buckle. It's like the only part of his clothing that is like relatively nice looking. It's like covered in mud, but like they're nice boots. The rest is all like trash. And uh, he's like, ah, no, 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 old man, go ahead and just lay the lay the the gun down. He's got like, the to, arrow pointed right at you. I'm going to throw the gun out to my left side, and then as he watches it, I'm going to draw and shoot the bow out of his hand. Ooh, it's a shoot off. Uh, yeah, let's do an opposed accuracy roll. <laughs> What'd you roll? 
Okay. Um, now roll evade. Uh, ten. Interesting. Uh, now roll uh, dexterity for me. Fifteen. Okay, uh, both you and the, the bowman uh, fire at each other's hands and, like, d- dodge to the side. Um, you barely feel, like, the, the arrow, like, past your hand, like, almost scraping you. Like, the feathers brush against your hand. And you swear you barely missed him with your shot to knock the bow out of his hand. You, like, barely, like, misses the bow. And he knocks another arrow and points it at you and, like, kind of, like, looks at, looks at, like, how quickly you drew and, like, grins and is like, huh, nice shot. Almost. Not bad yourself. As you're pointing like your pistol at him. <laughs> and he goes, all right, well, this is awkward. Uh, How about you let us repair our vehicle so we can be on our way? We have very important business to attend to, sir. Mm, yeah, it's always business with, uh, with people. Uh, well, I'm in the business of getting your stuff. So uh, <laughs> Now I have a race to win. A, a what? Look, I shoot it. I shoot at his hand again. Yeah, as soon as you pull the trigger, he's gonna shoot at your hand again. Roll an accuracy <laughs> test. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Uh, evade. Uh, fourteen. Okay. Now roll dexterity. Also fourteen. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this time. You both hit your mark and shoot each other's weapons out of each other's hands. <laughs> How far away is he? A couple steps, maybe, like around Gerald, basically, who's just kind of standing there like, whoop, whoop, whoop. Gerald's standing right next to me. Right. So Gerald's behind you and then like, I don't know, like so five, ten feet away from Gerald is this altercation, which you can definitely have moved to see <laughs> as there was a I, gunshot or two. Sure. There- I dive for my rifle. Uh, he dives for his bow. <laughs> I run up to him and put my sword at his throat. <laughs> uh, Where at, am this, I? at this point, at this point, <laughs> Zeke, with the <laughs> with the like gunshots and stuff going off, like you've made it like your fourth like patch of arrows behind trees, and then there's like a gunshot and everything, and it's like, <laughs> and goes uh, the rat goes running that way, and you go following, and um, you see this altercation. You come upon them. Uh, uh, Barnabas, you grab your rifle, you turn, you see uh, Talia is standing on the guy's bow uh, and has her sword pointed at his throat. And he, like, is laying there on the ground, like, hands up, like, grinning. He's like, all right, all right, let's not do anything drastic here. Uh, he kind of rolls over onto his back and, like, sets, sits up against the tree with his hands up. <laughs> and he's like, this is, uh, this is all just a big, uh, well, it's not really a misunderstanding. Everything's pretty plain as day. But, I mean, come on, like... This is, this is how I make ends meet. I wasn't trying to kill you guys, right? So you're not going to try and kill me, huh? Uh, at this point, Zeke uh, comes uh, comes running up, and there's like a, a between your legs, there's like a rustling, uh, Talia, and uh, a rat scurries up this dude's leg huh, and, uh, and like perches up on his shoulder and is like, and like licks his face a little bit. And he's like, what the hell? And then it like uh, scurries away and then goes and like sits on Zeke's foot. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, rat friend. (laughs) Rat friend? Hey, that's my rat friend, not your rat friend, buddy. We formed a bond. (laughs) No, 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 no. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, fuzzy butt, get over here. Come on. And he, like, snaps his finger and it's like, and, like, scurries over and, like, sits in his lap. (laughs) Okay. I mean. 
and we uh, just met. So. <laughs> <laughs> and he reaches down and like kind of scratches behind the the rat's ear, and uh, and then puts his hands back up, and the rat like kind of like nuzzles into a, a pocket in his vest, like disappearing from sight, and and he's like, all right. Oh, f- hey, you know, Fuzzy Butt likes you. That's that's uh, that's a start. We we're we have common ground here. Yeah, uh, you guys, uh, you guys look like your ride's pretty beat up, huh? Imagine yes. that. Oh, the rocks. Oh, the rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. I can see how you might have thought that was me, because it, it was. was. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, again, nothing personal. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I'm just trying to just take your stuff. So I don't have much stuff for you to take. Uh, we don't want your stuff. Okay, what do you want? No, we want your help. Excuse me? You know this forest pretty well, yeah? Yeah, like the back of my hand. This Congratulations, is my... you're a tour guide now. <laughs> <laughs> and he like looks down at the ground. And he goes, I mean, okay, where are you heading? Um... Gerald, whoop, whoop. would you um, help my friend up here? Whoop, whoop, whoop. And Gerald like grabs his shoulder. He's like, ah! <laughs> and, like he like picks like the dude up and like sets him on his feet. You know, he looks like he could use a hug. A hug? I don't know what's it. <laughs> As <laughs> Gerald's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> and like just like bear hugs. He's like, hey, whoa, I agreed to help you guys out. Like, what the hell? Yes, because you seem so trustworthy and it's going to take me hours to fix this car. So. Oh, God. Can't move. Can't breathe. Don't get this thing to lighten up. Oh, God. Oh, no. It's going dark. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> Not working? <laughs> Not even a little. Damn it. <laughs> um, well, sir, right. we're heading to Felion, and uh, we're going to lose a couple hours now, so if you would help us make up some of that time, perhaps we can forget all of this ever happened. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Felion's not too far from here. Uh, can you get this? If we're starting to, you know, like to be all friendly, friendly and cozy and shit, can you get this thing to let go of me? No. Oh, God, it's going to be really hard for me to guide you when I can't move. Really? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you can't give verbal directions. It's, uh, God, there's like a lot of dangerous creatures out here. They're going to hear me shouting. It's much better to move through the forest quietly. You guys, I'm surprised you made it this far in this thing. I mean, I was tracking you for a while and, uh, you know, drawing the attention of some of the animals. Have you guys never been to Tordrian before? Actually, <laughs> I have. I've started working on the car again. Sure. It is going to take you the better part of the day. I start working. <laughs> I roll things. So, yeah, Barnabas, you've been to Tordrian before. You know that it ha- uh, that basically the, um, the cities are very widespread, and the space in between is mostly wild. And... Uh, there's only a few like roads. The main way people travel is uh, through uh, like trains, and um, like there's a couple coastal cities that you can get to through boats uh, if you're not going through the mainland of the trains. And uh, Felion is centrally located in the in the cent- uh, in like like right in the heart of Tordrian. Um, but you know that like. Like this is like where you where people go for like hunting season. Like it's where people go to like kill like leopards and. 
uh, and bears and stuff like that. I have um, led many an expedition out here. Oh, that's that's great. So you know that, like, if you're going to roll around in here, first off, not some clanker like that. you got to go on foot or at least, like, horseback or something, something that can traverse this area without breaking down. Do you have down. horses, no. I say, from under the car? <laughs> well, no, but Felion's not too far from here. We can get there quicker than you can fix this hunk of junk up. How far? All right. It's not that far. I yes. Can, how about specifics? I can get you there in a couple hours. All right. What's your name? Boots. No. What's your real name? He like kind of like like nods his head. He goes, "Boots. That's the only name I've ever had." All right, Mister Boots. Gerald will let you go. If you run away, Mister Gunsby will shoot you. Uh, he drops the ground. He's like, oh, I mean, like, I know I was putting on, like, a little bit of airs, but, oh, my God, I think you fractured a rib. No, you didn't. Oh, it hurts. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have your bow. I put it on. Oh, be careful with that. It's kind of the only thing I have. Good. Then you won't run away, will well, you? you've got rat friend. Yeah, I mean, Fuzzy Butt, yeah, but Fuzzy Butt has me as much as I have him. The only thing I own is that bow. Right. We'll give it back to you as soon as we see the city in the distance, I suppose. Yeah. Um, you guys mentioned something about a race? Yes. Huh. Uh, we are part of the great Atroposian Circuit, oh. the annual race around the continent. It's that, it's that time of year again? Uh, yes. Great. That's great. Uh, yeah, I make it to civilization every once in a while. Yeah, I didn't realize that was happening again. Uh, so wait, this, Felion's not the only place you guys are going. Where else are you going? Multiple cities throughout the continent. <laughs> Felion um, is our next stop and the only one we're concerned with at the moment. All right. Well, I mean. Do we have the map? Yeah. Next, uh, next stop is actually across the sea. Uh, um, the southern end of Tordrian um, uh, is a coastal area. And then there's a big uh, sea and across the sea is Old Paldoris. I'm really looking forward to that leg of the journey where we fly <laughs> over the giant ocean of Aedin into the nuclear wasteland that is my former home. <laughs> um, so we're going to Felion, and then after that we're going to Lipsig? Lixig. Lixig. Yeah, never been there. Um, but uh, it, it sounds Paldoran. It is. Right. So you guys are going to Old Paldoris. Yes. So you're going to have to go across, like your friend here said, the Aodin-filled sea into the... Yeah, it's not a great journey, but you still got to make it through the rest of Tordrian. Yeah? Yes. All right, all right. So so I'll, I'll make it up to you. I'll get you guys to Felion. You guys can conduct your business there. And then how about I, you know... Move, uh, help you uh, uh, get to at least one of the coastal cities so you can find your way to Paldoris from there. Yeah? Right. It's very kind of you to offer your services for free. We accept. Uh, well, I didn't say free exactly. Um, well, you didn't ask for anything, so we accept. <laughs> no, um, I just, look, I, I, uh, I like a drink or two. You guys want to like put me up somewhere in, in Felion, like uh, the outskirts of Felion, one of the, one of the inns there? Is that against the rules? Not explicitly. You're not paying him with money. You're paying him with food. We are paying and for him with money. Right. <laughs> but it's different. <laughs> what I don't Jolly know. Jollypot said rules is intended. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're not paying him, so we're paying him in kind. I think, sure. Right? You can... Yes. We'll pick the place. I mean, I've 
been to Felian before. It's, uh, I mean, not like, right, but not like Felian, Felian, but like outside Felian. <laughs> All right, Mr. Boots. Yeah, you can just call me Boots. I will someday. So, uh, agreed. You can take us to Felian, and we'll return your bow, and then when. You and we'll put you up and pay for your food, and then you'll take us to a coastal city and we'll pay for your lodging and food there. That sounds great. That's like two more heists I don't have to do. That's awesome. And um, you'll help Gerald move all those rocks out to the road. Does he need help? Yes, he needs your help. Oh, I get it. It's because, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> Uh, and he's like, look, I know I'm not going to go like running off and grabbing like arrows and shit, but like arrows aren't free. Can, can someone go grab those? Rat friend with me. <laughs> and, and I go. Jumps get... out of uh, Boots' vest and goes scurrying away. He's like, Fuzzy butt, what the hell, man? And we go pick up the arrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he helps like move all, all the rocks away. And he's like, hey, if you guys are in a race, maybe this will mess up someone behind you. There's no one behind us. Oh, oh, you guys are in last place? We're kind of counting on a lot of the people ahead of us to just kill each other. Uh, you know what? From what I heard, that's not actually a bad play. Yeah, I figured. It's kind of a tortoise in the hair type situation, I think, with this race. <laughs> um, yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, ah, tour guiding. Yeah, this is great. Let's go. Um, but, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'll stop talking loudly. Voices down. There are, actually, I wasn't shitting you. There's like a lot of, uh, predators around. Then you'd better hurry with those rocks. Yeah. No, they're moved. They're <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's move All on. right, let's go. All right. And, uh, yeah, he leads you guys quickly, but quietly through the, uh, uh, through the forest partway through. He's like, look, I gotta like scout ahead. We can't just move as a group. It's stupid to do that. And so I assume him and Barnabas like scout ahead. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Rat friend stays with me. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. A very sad person. You could be a little nicer. Even though, you know, trying to steal all our things. I'm not going to hurt Rat Friend. Me and Rat Friend have formed a real bond. Right. But it's like, <laughs> that's adorable. Um, <laughs> but it's like his only friend. Well, you guys can bond over having shitty parents. Like, you guys could be friends. I do. I don't think so. <laughs> there's, lots of, there's lots of things about that I'm not going to address. Um, right, because yours gave you up for adoption when he didn't grow wings and his named him Boots. <laughs> <laughs> his is much worse than mine. <laughs> Everything about this is ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah, and after a, a couple hours, um, he does, like, at one point, um, like, uh, like, realizes you guys are about to, like, cross the path of, uh, of some, like, like a, a, a wolf pack, basically, that's, like, roaming around the area, and he's like, ah, oh, yeah, these fuckers. <laughs> he, like, wheels you around a little way, um, but you still make up the time, and, um, not too long before you see, uh, Felian off in the distance, uh, well, not really in the distance because of all the trees. You see Felion uh, down down the road. Yeah, he he finds like a little dirt path and leads you down that um, to uh, you crest Felion, which has you know a clearing of trees cut up around it, um, but not by much. Like maybe like twenty feet of clearance. Um, and uh, Felion itself, uh, Barnabas, I believe you probably have, uh, if not, have been here, have passed through here. 
um, like on your way to Fort, uh, Fort like Haldale or something like that. Felion is a scholar, uh, a scholar city. Um, Tordrian is actually run by, um, uh, like the deans of all of the universities. Uh, it is a, uh, a country that is completely run by like, uh, the colleges. It prides, uh, it prizes, uh, uh, it's citizens intelligence and, and, um, uh, yeah, everything revolves around the schools here. It's like the, the place of knowledge in Relusia. Um, Newt M. Talley, uh, is, uh, uh, professor at a few of the different ivory tier colleges here. Um, Felion is um, kind of a two-tiered city. There's uh, proper Felion and then outer Felion. Proper Felion uh, ha- is like, it almost looks gothic cathedral through and through, like from the walls through all the buildings. Like the whole place is like this, this like dark, uh, this like dark facade, um, uh, very extravagant, very tall, like steepled buildings. Um, and it's got a wall all the way around it. Um, and Barnabas, you know that, um, basically to be inside, uh, the proper city on the inside of the wall, you need to be attending class. Um, some people, you know, actually pay like a full like tuition to like live there. Uh, other people can like pay for like passes to go into a class and they are not cheap. And basically, uh, it is one of the like greatest centers of learning, uh, in Relusia. And, uh, the outskirts of, uh, Felian proper is outer Felian, which is like almost like slums, like not like some places more slummy than others, but still not good. And uh, basically, it started out with people trying to get into Felion and not being able to, and then setting up camp outside. And then over, like, a long period of years, it, like, kind of grew into, like, a town around Felion. So Outer Felion is a town separate from, like, proper Felion, kind of. Uh, it, like, doesn't... It's not run by proper Felion. It's kind of ignored by Felion. Um, and uh, most of the people there, like, they've created their own economy, like, you know, uh, people like people were set up basically. So then someone was like, I'll start a bar. And like, you know, that like created basically the, the market for like actually people living there and industries to grow there, uh, to like small independent industries that people then use that money primarily to be able to buy a pass to go in and like take a couple classes at Felion. Um, and, uh, yeah, you guys see the, like the, um, kind of, ramshackle. Uh, some of the houses are like actually like shanty houses. Some of the houses are like quickly lame brick, you know, people very different of all different kinds of skill sets and backgrounds have set up outside of Felion. Um, and then you see the large steepled walls of Felion. Um, and yeah. Um, all right, here we go. Felion center of learning and knowledge and complete and total asshole unacceptance. I don't think that's correct. We just came from Delvosia. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, you know, every country has its quirks. Delvosia is just, you know, corrupt. And, uh, and, uh, Tordrian, specifically Felion, is, uh, just, you know, pompous. All right, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, um, I suppose we'll, um, go through, do our check in, and then find a place to stay on the other side or maybe inside. Are you saying this to Boots? Yes. <laughs> Oh, you want to try and stay inside? I mean, good luck. Maybe, you know, if you guys got deep pockets or something, but they're going to kick you out. Uh, I know a good inn here. Uh, it's called the Dusty Tome. Uh, it's it's actually a good inn, guys, all right? It's, it's not like, you know, 
It's got is it like, on this side or the other? Oh, it's on outer Felion. I've never been inside. No, no, Felion. no. But like we're going south. Is it on the south southern side? Oh well, you guys didn't approach Felion from the north. Oh, I thought we you did. you approached it from yeah. the west. We need to go like okay. yeah. It is still south that you need to go, but you're like approaching it from the west, kind All of. All right, so that's fine. We're not going to lose any time. All right, so let's go there first. Drop you off if you don't want to come inside. I can't. They they're not gonna let me in. I mean. Presumably they'll let you guys in. I don't know. But that's up for you guys. I'm going to just go hang out at the Dusty Tome. Where does it say we're supposed to check in on our map? Uh, it, uh, so you look at your uh, paperwork and it says uh, Duncan Furter will be in the dean's office. Oh, this fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's quick. It's weird. I bet he's a robot. He's not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke looks at Talia pointedly. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's go to this dusty tome and get you set up. And then we'll go to the dean's office, check in, and then come back. Cool. Can I have my bow? Yes. Yes. All right, cool. Awesome. We're going to, it's good. Will we're going to be a great be here when we come back. Yeah. I, I, you guys are only going to give me enough to stay here for like a night. I need to, like, yes, I'll stay. I'll I hand him his bow back. So you guys aren't the first guys I've shepherded around, you know, the woods before. It's just I don't do it that often. It's Rat friend. Keep an eye on him. Beep. Oh, c- come on, man. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, like, puts uh, the rat on his shoulder. He's like, not cool. <laughs> um, yeah, and he leads you guys. Uh, you guys start walking in. Uh, there's, like, a few people. You see beggars uh, being like, well, money for class. Money for class, man. And comes up to, uh, uh, comes up to you, Talia. And, you don't uh, want food. You want class. Uh, yes. Uh, money, money for class. I, I, I need it. And uh, Boots goes, ah, don't, 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 don't. And he like kind of like pushes <laughs> the guy away. He's like, hey, look, 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 buddy. We don't, we don't have anything for you. Move on. <laughs> and uh, he's like, oh, all right. And then like limps off. And he's like, yeah, the people here, they got, they got their like, it's twisted, man. They think like getting inside this, this you know, high towered place is the only thing that they're supposed to do. It's like live your life, right? All right, Dusty Tomes this way. <laughs> Do people do that often? Beg? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's sad. It's like a real common thing in basically all of the world. I haven't really experienced that. That does not surprise me. <laughs> Welcome to the world. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really like that very much. <laughs> All right. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, yeah, he uh, winds through, like, the, the streets here make no sense. Some of them are actually, like, wide enough for, like, cars to go through, and then some of them are just, like, in between, like, junk. And, uh, you know, you're, like, he's, like, zipping around, and he finds you find, like, an area that's actually, like, got some real buildings set up around it. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, they're not, like, great buildings, but, like, yeah, they're not, like, ramshackle, like, slum towns. Uh, and it's kind of just, like, one strip, like a downtown area. And he's like, ah, Dusty Tome, right up there. And he, he points, and there's an inn there. And it's, you know, just, like, some, like, weathered brick. All right, uh, let's go in. The shingles could be redone. <laughs> um, uh, he opens up the door, and, he, and uh, he's like, Gertrude, guess who's here? And, uh... And the uh, the elf behind the bar is like, eh, well, how's it going, Booch? It's going fine. I have some friends here. They're going to set me up with a room, yeah? Don't get too excited, Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see you again, she rolls her eyes. And uh, she's like, oh, uh, the three of you are here. He 
tricked you into paying for his room somehow? Was it cards, something? Uh, Gertrude, come on. These are my friends. Very long. Uh, we've been friends for a very long time. It's been four hours. That's actually relatively long for him. <laughs> it's like, ah, thanks, Gertrude. Very sweet. And I like, I nudge uh, Talia. I'm like, you guys could bond. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, uh, Miss Gertrude. Yes. Um, I'm going to pay for his room. Yes. Doesn't have to be fancy. No, of course not. It's boots. <laughs> and hey. <laughs> I will. He. This is his drink allowance. I'm going to give it to you. Of course. <laughs> All right. There's no more. So. When he drinks through that, that's it. Well, I mean, maybe there's a little bit of wiggle room, right, Gertrude? No. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I'll savor them then. Sure. (laughs) Uh, He goes, yeah, I'll be here whenever you guys uh, finish up whatever it is you have to do inside there. I mean, like, if you guys take, like, more than a day, I'm probably going to shove off. But, like, I'll wait a bit for you. Just send word or something. All right. We will. Great. (laughs) Cheers. Yeah. Gertrude, pint. Yes, <laughs> booch. Let's go find the weird robot butler. He's not a robot. I... Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. We go. Uh, you guys walk up to the front gate of Felion, and uh, there's uh, two guards in towers uh, above you, and when you approach... Uh, they like kind of step up to position. They're holding crossbows. They're not like leveling them at you or anything. They're just standing there. Um, and then uh, two guards uh, in front who have like uh, pistols on their hips and like pikes in their hands, uh, kind of like raising their hand. Like they're like, oh, oh, passes, please. Um, we're here with the Atroposian Circuit. And I show them the paper. Oh, all right. Well, um, we'll open the gates then. More from the Atroposian Circuit. Fuck. More from the Atroposian <laughs> circuit. More from the Atroposian circuit. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we had them all. <laughs> uh, the gates go like, and it's like this loud, like, like mechanism that is slowly opening them, and they just open just a crack, just enough for you guys to walk through the center. We do. And then it goes behind you. And then you realize you're like kind of in like an intermediary like room between two sets of doors. And and the second pair of doors opens just a crack for you guys to walk through. We do. We go through to the next set of doors. And you're inside Felion. <laughs> And uh, uh, you guys uh, start walking up, and as you're uh, like, you know, you, you're like the it's like slight directions to where the dean's office is. Uh, one of the pikemen actually is like, "Yeah, we're to go to the dean's office. Nowhere else. Don't let us catch you elsewhere." Uh, and he gives you like directions, like you know, down the main. Uh, He's pointing with his pike the whole time. <laughs> yeah, uh, he points with his pike. He's like down the main thoroughfare. There's a fountain. You'll see the fountain. Uh, uh, and then uh, just like north of that, you can't miss it. It's like the big, it's like the big building. He kind of like points it. You can see it like sticking up above everything. It looks like Notre Dame. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, he goes, yes, of course. Oh, damn. Open the gates again. We have some, uh, some exiting. I have some exiting. I have some exiting. And you see uh, coming down the road towards you is uh, Team Torchinovich. Uh, 
three automatons. Um, you see the uh, golden gilded uh, 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 Vers, who's uh, walking uh, very like rigid back, like his uh, his like his limbs seem a little bit stiff. <laughs> um, and uh, then next to him, very fluidly moving, almost kind of creepy because she's like when she steps, her whole body like lifts up a bit. Is uh, Gina um, as she's being like you know controlled by the movement of this graviton orb above her. So like when she like she's like going through the motions of walking, but she could just fly if she wanted really. <laughs> and it's just like you know her whole body like in like all of her limbs at each joint are disconnected. So like you know they kind of like extend and, and reconnect like where they are needed, and like her whole movement is kind of weird and surreal as she's like. Moving moving towards you and then like walking like with its oversized head and like the steam chugging out from behind uh, is the gnome sized Veet who's like taking these big steps with its oversized feet uh, to uh, keep up like I can't help but think that that small one is racist somehow (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, um, they, they all like kind of stop and like look at you and, uh, uh, Verz goes, Oh, hello. You're from the circuit, aren't you? Yes. Yes. I am Verz. Variable empathetic relation system. Pleasure to meet you. And he extends his hand, uh, to whoever's in front. Barnabas Gunsby. (laughs) (laughs) I shake his hand. Pleasure to meet you, Barnabas. I, uh, I'm to understand that you are an author. (laughs) (laughs) As a side... As a side job, um, I mostly go on adventures. Oh, do you now? That's very exciting. Yes, the the books are how I fund the uh, adventuring. Oh, that makes sense. That's a smart thing that you've done. <laughs> Thank you. And you, Talia Nazari. Oh, I'm sorry. And he bows. And and Ezekiel Quaglin of the High Flyer Society. Yes. Oh, it's a pleasure to meet all three of you. How are you? How are you doing on your race? Um, apparently, not great. Yeah, yes. We ran into some trouble on the way here ourselves. Uh, it uh, seems like the uh, the uh, the animal life here is is rather ferocious. Uh, my companion here, uh, Gina, uh, uh, made sure we made it here safely, but we uh, fell behind quite a bit. Uh, don't know how we're going to make our way uh, uh, to the south, but we'll try our best, shall we? Uh, Gina and Veet. Gina just like hovers there, like scanning you guys. And Veet's like, Veet, Veet. Yes, yes. Well, you know, unfortunately, uh, not a very talkative group I have here. But uh, on our adventures, we managed to meet all sorts of friend- friendly folk, such as yourselves. Uh, and then the guard comes up. He's like, are you guys going out or not? We opened the gate. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, yes, of course. I'm, I'm so sorry, Sebastian. Uh, <laughs> uh, we will, we will, uh, we will uh, uh, not hinder your day any further. Yes, please go. Oh, and make sure to uh, wish your uh, daughter good luck on her project. Uh, yeah, I know. I don't even know why I told you that. <laughs> and uh, he goes, like, walking by you guys. He's like, hey, good luck on the rest of your journey. And uh, uh, they go by you and uh, through the doors. The doors shut. We head to the dean's office. You walk down the road, pass by the uh, fountain, and you stand before a very large uh, uh, building uh, in, like, old letters above it. Um, uh, There's, like, this, uh, like, engraved above the archway uh, uh, something in a a language that uh, is not, like, a normal language. Um, 
if you guys want to decipher it, you'd have to roll cunning. Steampunk. It's steampunk Latin. Yeah. Um, 14. 12. 8. Yeah, you don't know what it says. None of you guys do. Um, um, and uh, below those letters, it says in, uh, you know, the common tongue, administration. <laughs> I think it says administration. <laughs> All right, let's go in. Uh, Impressive, Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you guys walk up and uh, you put your hand on the gigantic, like, cathedral-like doors that have, like, stained glass, uh, like, windows on them. And as soon as you touch it, they go and open up. And that's where we'll end today's session. This podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, sponsored, or specifically approved by Cracked Monocle Gaming. Tefra, the steampunk RPG, is a trademark of Cracked Monocle Gaming. All rights reserved. Go to www.crackedmonocle.com for more information.